cliffcentral.com. All right, it is Friday. Simpiwe and I are here to look after you and start your day off right. And we're going to be joined in a couple of minutes by Siv Ngesi, who has not been on the show for some time, but we always love having on the show. Also got a couple of things to still talk about in the news. We'll get to those just now. Apparently, the Japanese space agency has braced for 20 minutes of terror with a moon landing attempt. Now, is that for interesting? The Japanese are doing that. And the Pope, just when you needed uh, to hear from the Pope about sex, I mean, if there's one person in the world you don't want to hear about sex, it's the Pope, right? <laughs> the Pope, has some, the Pope has some advice for us, so we'll get to that just now. Um, we've also got a couple of other things on the agenda. Simpiwe is going to tell us about the top 10 most expensive music videos. And I just saw the most stupid video on social media that I've ever seen. And that's, a, I mean, that's saying something. So I'll play that for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. sure. I'm interested to hear your one. In fact, that's a bit more like, hmm, I wonder well, what could that video be? I really do. Because the bar is that low. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's in the meantime, while we're getting stuck into this, um, this hour of the Friday morning show, let's get into the, 10 most expensive music videos ever made. I'm pretty sure they would have all been made in the 90s when music videos were still a thing. Okay. And where you had to hire a whole lot of dancers, you had to dress a set, you had to have... It was like a movie production. Okay. And um, like... and the, I don't know if that still happens. Do people still do like full production, feature film, quality expensive movie production stuff for, for a music video if they stop doing it. So. I don't know because I think like it can look like high end and then it can be super cheap. So oh. I think that's that's the one um, point in it. But I was just surprised at how much these music videos actually cost. So they say on average um, uh, to make a music video is between 20 and 30,000 uh, US. Yeah, yeah, 30,000, right? US dollars. So what I'm about to share with you guys, <laughs> those music videos are not even in the thousands. They're in the millions. And I'm, I don't understand how we could have, yeah. And making an honorable mention at number 11, I, I, I did not think this music video cost this much. It was Heartbreaker by Mariah Carey. And um, that was 4.3 million US dollars. That's at number 11, honorable mention. So now you know that it's getting... It is getting worse. <laughs> so you guys ready? Jesus, that's, that's not cheap. <laughs> that is wow. not cheap okay, at a... all. So at number 10, we have Rolling by Limp Bizkit. Kit? Yeah. Yeah. Don't Keep know them. Rolling, 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 rolling. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it. Uh, at number nine, we have Victory by Pete Diddy featuring Notorious B.I.G. and Buster Rhymes. And that was um, $4.8 million. So yeah, hey, it's getting... It's getting uh, very, very expensive. At number eight, we have Make Me Like You by Gwen Stefani. When last did you even hear Gwen Stefani's name? Mm. At 4.8 million US dollars as well. That's and expensive. Wow. That is expensive. At number seven, we have Too, Lit, uh, Too Legit to Quit by MC Hammer. And this is 5.3 right. million dollars. Like, I was mm. just like, wait, what? Guys. Legit. Too legit to quit. Yeah, that was a that was a big big music video in its time. No, it was a serious thing. Sure. At number six, we have 
Bad by Michael Jackson with $5.6 million. Um, I thought Bad would be much more up, but yeah. Okay. And then at number five, we have Black or White by MJ as well with $8.5 million. Michael Jackson's. In fact, when you mentioned expensive music videos, I immediately thought of the the music video for Scream, mm-hmm. which you did with Janet Jackson, because mm-hmm. that was like they tried to make it look like they were in a spaceship or something, and uh, flying around and the dancers and like amazing amazing lighting and all kinds of special effects and stuff. But I don't know, maybe it doesn't even make the list. Well, we we're still going to get into the top four, right? Um, and then top four is held by Madonna with two of her songs, which is Die Another Day and Bedtime Story. And they both were about 9.6, uh, 9.9 million US dollars. So eh, it's, it's getting more expensive. In the top three, in the top three was Estranged by Guns N' Roses, which was $10 million for a music Jesus. video. $10 million. Guys, can I get that tender? Uh, at yeah, number but I mean, two, <laughs> in, in, in those in those days, money, right? So like now, it's like a hundred million. Yeah, but this is of all time. So even our new, like Beyonce, is not even competing here, and she's done some incredible music videos. So hey, yeah, guys, they were serious about money, or at least spending money on their music videos. At number two, we have uh, "Express Yourself" by Madonna. With eleven million dollars spent for that music video, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" But at number one, it is one that I, you were spot on, Gareth. It is "Scream" by uh, MJ and Janet Jackson, and they spent. <laughs> Wanna take a guess? Wanna take a guess at how much they spent? <laughs> uh, Twenty million dollars. Okay, that's too much. No, they spent thirteen though. They spent thirty, and this is the most out of, expensive okay, so music video I just want to of all time. Like Simpiwe <laughs> did not tell me what music video it was. She sure. didn't give me any insight to this at all. First, I knew was this morning that we were even talking about this, and I guessed out of all the music videos <laughs> of all time, I got it. I used to be that much of a fan. Yeah. Huh? I had to rewatch the video yesterday because I was like, wait, I need to see where this 13 million was spent. And it was absolutely worth it. I think, yeah. 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 So good. Look at this uh, amazing human being on screen with us. This uh, lovely Sivangesi creature. Look at this guy. Hello. How are you, motherfucker? Gareth Cliff, has anyone called you racist again? When is the last time? I'm sure they're always trying to call you racist. Like... Now you've you know got what? two blacks on your show. Oh my God. <laughs> like, he must be so racist. These two are you know, just a front and pawns and Gareth's racist white supremacist you know what? man. <laughs> so, so two quick things on this. First of all, even if someone was stupid enough to do that, I would not give a shit. You know that about me. But I the know, funny my friend. Thing, I, I usually call you. I usually call you. <laughs> uh, you do. The funny thing is that during that case, w- which is now famous, which I had against Mnet in 2016, both parties agreed in their preliminary arguments that I was not, in fact, racist. So it is now on the court record that Gareth Cliff is not a racist. So in other words, if you call me that, technically you're in contempt of court. I'm the only person in the country who can say that. I'm a chums. <laughs> I love it. All right. So how are you, dude? What's been happening with you? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I'm still getting hate, which means I'm doing it right. 
I'm still getting disliked, yeah. which means I'm doing it right. The day they stop disliking me, they they stop talking about me, they stop calling me names, is the day I know I'm not doing it right and I'm not succeeding. So I keep on going. I keep on giving them things to talk about, things to hate, and things to say bad things about me. So it means I'm doing it right. So I'm I'm very I'm good. I'm doing well, man. It's such a funny metric that that is how you measure whether someone is successful or not. Is you you just you check whether or not they've got enough hate. If they don't have enough hate, they're not important. Isn't that as right? As much as I as much as I say that, I don't give a flying fuck what they think. Um, usually, the ones who who dislike you are definitely poorer than you a lot of the times. So. Um, <laughs> I've never, I've never had right. someone hate on me who has more money than me. <laughs> it's the right. same as when I go to gym. No one yeah. with a better body than me will make fun of my body. Only people <laughs> who are below my body will have anything to say about my beautiful, perfect, ripped body. It's amazing. That's, uh, are you still doing the uh, pole dancing and the drag? Uh, yeah, still doing pole dancing, still doing drag. I've actually got pole dancing uh, this morning. Um, I haven't been in, uh, in, a, in like a, a few weeks. Uh, but yeah, that's my uh, my biggest form of working out uh, is uh, pole dancing and uh, boxing and paddle. And, and are there still people who give you shit about that? I think even the most homophobic, I- insecure human sees me on a pole in 10-inch heels even he gets a bit tingly in his pants. So it's quite difficult for them when they see me on the pole doing all these things. Even they're a bit like, ooh, I don't know if to throw money at him or throw homophobic comments at him. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so when are we opening up the OnlyFans? No, my friend, uh, I send that stuff out for free. <laughs> I love it. Oh, God. I like, I like, it's like, I like, I like, it's like, have uh, you ever eaten a banana and make eye contact? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Listen, you, um, you, you live in Cape Town. You, you seem to like spend a lot of time hobnobbing around with other celebrities. Is that a, is that a Cape Town thing? Do you guys all, all the celebrities in Cape Town, you all get together every day for lunch or something? What's the story? There's not many of us blacks here. We're trying to stick together here. No, I'm joking. Um, it's weird because we always seen it. There's not many of us. So when they oh, have a thing. There's not a lot of blacks in Cape Town. Is that why it works? No, no, no. I have colors and white celebrities. But we, we, we all meet at events. So then we become friends. And um, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 we, have, we have like WhatsApp groups. Uh, so I've, we lost the policy. Like we, we lost I, our biggest celebrity, you know what I mean? We lost our biggest celebrity to Durban. Now he's in France. It's difficult, man. There's only so many celebrities out there, man. You know, um, I've been to Cape Town four times in the last month and a half, and I haven't got to see you yet. So we've got to make a, a plan the next time because I, I yes. do think it, I think it would be fun to hang with you there. It's like everyone yes. in Cape Town knows you. Uh, you walk around, you can't. Uh, you can't move without people recognizing you on the streets. So I think it must be a fun thing to be around you. Cape Town is about as white as that room you're in. That looks like the most <laughs> white room ever. <laughs> is that like the headquarters for whiteness? <laughs> what the hell is with that room? Someone got a fake plant in the room. back. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that room? <laughs> what My the study. hell? They My study, this is, where I, this is where I plan world domination. I plan it from oh. this room. With Elon yeah. Musk. <laughs> exactly. Right. 
so Carl says, uh, all the hate goes through and the good stuff stays. That's, I think, a very good way of looking at things. I know. Right? I'm, I, I must be honest. I um, It's so funny. I um, like I, I, I go on Twitter a lot of the times and like, like I like there was this thing I shared yesterday about the bridges of kids having to walk through water. Yes, I and saw that. I'm like, so then I behind the scenes I have a lot of friends coming together try to find out where they are so we can build bridges, right? So the mm -hmm. kids can cross. In my DMs, uh, it, on the comments, someone's like, "You don't care about those kids. You just want, um, you just want props." I'm like, "Bruh." No matter, I don't give a fuck what I want. As long as kids get to get to school and cross the fucking bridge. Have you ever heard the saying that says, as soon as you walk on water, people will laugh at you and say you can't swim. Like, no matter what you do, they yeah. always have things to say online. Like, it, like it, 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 I've never really cared. Like, I've never really okay, cared. So let me ask you a serious question about this, because I got off of, of Twitter a couple of years ago now. I haven't missed it at all. I, I love, my life has definitely got better. Is there going to be a point where you'll just get off, where you'll decide not to post anymore, where social media will not be a part of your life? Or do you, I, I you kind of, you're it's, in this toxic like, relation, relationship with it where you can't get like, away? It's like the, the ANC. Like the, 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 biggest, the biggest thing for me, I don't want anyone to think they can say shit about me and that I won't know on social media. Like I need you to know that I saw what you said. I need you to know that I like, I wave, like I say, I ah, love and respect. Okay, goodbye. No, bro. <laughs> it keeps my skin thicker and thicker and thicker. Um, and I, 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 I don't know, there's an, I, I don't know why I'll never get off that app. It's like, it's like that, that woman that you have sex with who's not the smartest, but she gives great sex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a comparison to make. Now, All right, can I I'm just saying, if I was gay, I would have said it like that man. So if you're listening sure. to this and someone wants to cut sure. up this piece, I'm saying it could be that man who's, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but don't, or they, uh, or they. You, know, you see, this is, this is where you've, you've wasted time, like, pandering to people who are looking for trouble. Don't, don't, Nobody, uh, do, do you do the pronoun thing? Are you no, careful no, about No, I don't. Have you watched Ricky Gervais' special? The yes. new one. Yes. I, I love that, that pettiness. That extra bit of pettiness. I like adding <laughs> that extra layer. So that extra bit, I, I don't really give it the, I said my comment. I add that extra bit at the end just to go, ha, ha, ha. You know what I mean? All right, so I, I, want, really... I, want your, I want your opinion on this, yours and Simpiwe's. All right, so I found this on the internet yesterday, and I, 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 I think this is going to make things worse for kids who you get bullied at school. Now, I'm not in favor of bullying, but I'm in favor of these people being bullied. Do you want to see what I mean? Uh-oh. Let's go. Here it is. Stop bullying me. A nice person doesn't bully others. Include me, don't exclude me. Or you will see my inner darkness. This is your final warning. To stop bullying me. Guys, whatever happened to after school is after school. Wait, whatever happened 
to you get home and you tell your mom and your mom's like what did you do did you sort them out wait why <laughs> No, guys. Uh, I think they should be hung by their underwear off a fence. I think I think they deserve to be bullied. Uh, but you know talk, what? Talking about bullying, I, I took my first my my goddaughter to her first day of school. Yeah, I said this on Instagram. The overweight kids were shocking, man. There's so many overweight kids in school yeah. in grade one. I'm like parents. This is abuse. You're not giving these kids a fighting chance. Right. Then they get bullied, health issues, and I said it, and I got a lot of DMs from parents not fighting back. They were like, "Oh my god, I feel so guilty. That's my daughter. Mm-hmm. That's my son." And I'm like, "Bro, you're not giving them a fighting chance, bro. Right. Like wearing grade seven uh, uniform and grade one, like." Like, yeah, and they, they, they're literally spilling out of the uniform. But, you know, Simpiwe and, and Ben and I often talk on a Friday about how we should bring some shame back. Mm. Like, the, it's, the overriding thing in the last 10 years has been everything is acceptable. Mm. Don't make anyone feel ashamed. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we should encourage people to be themselves, mm. their real selves, live their best life, etc. But Simpiwe and I really believe, and, and I know a lot of people who listen to the show do too, that one of the things we're missing in society is shame. And and this is kind of what you're talking about there. And even that bullying video, which is hilarious because it's so bad. And I don't know whether they're taking the piss or whether they genuinely made that song and, and it's like an anti-bullying thing. But like, if you had any shame, you would never put something like that on the internet. Right, Simpua? I would never. In fact, my grandmother would be so disappointed. She'd be like, why don't you... This is why I'm saying, whatever happened to after school is after school. Like, I might not be able to deal with you now, but one day, someday, give me a few hours. Maybe let me also get my people. It's on. Like, are we not fighting for, like, some level of respect as well at school? Are we not... Like what, you're going to send this to your police? Like, oh, check the link I sent you. No. Like, Uh, whatever happened to like... Or I'll tell on you. Did you see that line? Or I'll tell on you. These are like adults. No, like what happened to thinking on your feet? Like someone calls you fat and you're like, yeah, so what? This builds character, guys. Like, you must... I think I I, I definitely feel like there's a certain amount of bullying that we we all grew up with. Yes. Um, but then this there's, there's this there's a certain kind of bullying that I think a lot of kids are going through now. That social media, then like you have the whole school turning against you, and this, and there's a there's a diff, it's definitely a level that I'm like, okay, cool. We're not talking about that kind of bullying, but we are talking about the normal kind of bullying that we all went through. That I'm like, there is a bit of healthy bullying, if you know what I mean. Like you know what I mean. Character development. Um, but, there, yes. but there is a, a bullying that hey, Victor, but now everyone well, turns on you. Azalea says bullying is necessary. I mean, look at how well Elon is doing. He was bullied at school. Azalea, I wish I could pronounce your surname. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just added a thousand views to that uh, shitty bullying video. But you know what? People need to see that. It's so bad. It's so bad. Terrible. And then what happens? Like, um, just out of curiosity, they drop the song. It becomes a, a number one in the high school charts. And then what? Like, what happens afterwards? You know, if I went to school right now, right now in 2024, I am sure I would have a dick pic 
going around the school because we didn't have cell phone. Uh, they, they, right. they, they, I would have definitely had a dick pic traveling around, just like willy nilly, just that little veiny little thing popping, you know. So I'm sure that would have definitely be difficult to deal with in high school. I'm so glad I don't go to high school now. Oh, I'm I'm with you on that front because th this shit does follow you home, as Simpiwe said. This this goes with with you wherever. And you know who are the biggest bullies? It's not guys, because guys get it out of their system with a, an actual physical fight. It's girls. Girls are way nastier than guys are. So I, I listen to a podcast about that. Do you know why they say women are, are nastier and better bullies? Why? Story? Because they're even centuries ago, they used to have to compete for mates. Right? Oh. It's one of the reasons why women will belittle and bring down hot women in a room because they're, they're actually jostling and, and fighting for mates. So they'll instinctively do that. The, the, the hottest girl in the room will be brought down, right? Or even they even treat each other badly in the workplace. But they have this weird thing of trying to blame us, but actually they do it worse. And they, they did a study and they talk about how it's because there's an instinct to be able to fight for a mate. And, and that's how they do it, uh, fighting amongst each other for mates. Do you, do you agree with what Siv is saying there, Simpua? What do you think? I think it makes sense I, I, from, from, you know, uh, I think as, as the evolution of time, I think women are just, it's, I would say that there's definitely this stigma or this thing or belief that there can only be one queen or one person at the top. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm here doing the show, then there can't be another female on the show as well. And it's kind of like that. It's kind of like a, if there is one lady already doing it, uh, you know, it's either you knock her off her throne or, you mm -hmm. know, you create your own lane. And I think that's... But what makes it worse is the fact that we're very friendly with each other. So it's not outright mm -hmm. like, I yeah. don't like you. I think you're ugly. I, don't, right. I think you're dumb. No, it's a very like, oh my gosh, we should have drinks next week, Thursday. Mm -hmm. I should tell you but, what I got up to with Gareth this week. And then two weeks later, I'm just talking smack about her. And I'm like, oh, she's so dumb, hey? Like, don't trust her. But that's the issue. But what they don't understand, if I walk into a club and three ladies like me, I'll take all three home. If I can't pick, I'll take three. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, the issue is but you I, don't want I to share. <laughs> yeah, Listen, you must share, guys. Tim makes a really good point because um, the more guys are friends, the more we actually like love each other as friends, the ruder we are to each other. But yes. with girls, the more they hate each other, the nicer they are. Oh, hi. How are you? It's so nice to see you. And you're like, oh, wow, that chick hates that chick. Mm. Yeah. It's, so, it's so crazy. I was talking to a woman last night. Uh, she's getting divorced. So she says to me, um, she's a friend of mine. And she's like, oh, I've never met her kids, but I've spoken to them on the, on the phone. She's like, oh, you, um, you should meet my kids. And I said to them, there's this weird kind of thing between men. Well, even if you don't know a guy you end mm. up having a bit of a bro code with them. So I was like, no, I can't meet them before, you know, uh, you know, I, I've never met the husband, but there's this weird kind of bro code amongst <laughs> men. That's, it's quite weird how even if a guy, you've never met them before, but there's a certain kind of respect that we have with each other that is like weird. And ironically, it becomes that even in toxicity, how we have, we, we, we defend men's toxicity, even if though you've never met the guy. It's like a weird um, thing well, of protecting each other. I don't know about 
defending the toxicity, but I do think there is no, a, no, no, a bit no, of... not defending the toxicity. Wait, wait, let me just no. rephrase that. I don't no. mean we defend toxicity, but I do mean there is a bro code amongst guys, even though you don't even know each other or you're not even friends. So, like, for example, I'll give you an example. I'll give you an example. So, a friend of mine wanted me to meet her daughter, right? I'm mm -hmm. quite close with his daughter. And her daughter's quite, like, loves me. Like, I can save, I can save, I can save on Netflix, da, da, da. Yes. And then she wanted me to go to her kid's birthday on the Sunday. And I said to her, I can't do that to the dad. I can't show up to yeah. the, uh, the dad's yeah. Um, uh, yeah, kid's yeah. birthday. And, and, and I'm the famous Uncle Siv. And it's his three-year-old birthday. I was like, no, that, that feels wrong. She's like, but you don't even know the guy. And I was like, yeah, but I still, I wouldn't want it done yeah. to me as a father. Why would I do it to him? You know? Um, totally agree. Like, what is this weird thing with you men of having each other's back and you don't even know each other? I was like, yeah. It's, well, you know what it is? It, I, think, I think it's got less to do with like family dynamics or the relationship between the woman and her husband or a bro code. I think it's just territorial. I think it's pure territory. I think it's yeah. like, um, as a guy, if you go to someone, some other man's house and the kid pays more attention to you than to its father oh, yeah. and they love you, then it's territory, right? He's stepping on yeah. his territory. So, okay. so it's, it's, it's pure instinct. It's like animal behavior. We just know this tree belongs to that monkey. I'm not going to yes. go and around in that tree. You know, that's just how you we are. Yeah, you're a monkey. You want to call the racist, eh? Depends how sensitive you are. Um, are you? Are you? Are you? Are you saying that I'm a monkey and that's my tree? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what is what is hilarious is that uh, women they they they're not territorial. They are socially competitive, though. So like, women are they'll say, "Are oh, you you know, for example, that they wouldn't tolerate certain behavior in their house." But it's not certain behavior in the house because they wouldn't tolerate that behavior on neutral territory either. Women are very, very much more into the social dynamic. Men are men are territorial. There's a slight difference there. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I'm glad you were able to word it. It is, it is territory, but where does yeah. the respect come from? Because it's the weird respect of respecting okay. another man's territory. Like a man well, will sleep with another man's wife, right? And we don't think that's territory. We don't but, think it's territory, but we think it's a possession. Like if you really want to get down in it, and this is uncomfortable yeah. for to talk about because it isn't woke and it isn't politically correct. But men, certain kinds of men, especially, um, it's it's not a it's not a, a very attractive quality. But they tend to regard uh, the woman in their life. If they've, particularly if they're a primitive sort of backward guy, and there are a lot of guys like this, let's just admit it. They're like, this woman belongs to me. So, so there's, there's a perverse incentive for taking that woman away from another guy. It's like, yeah, I'm, yeah, the king, yeah. I'm the king of the castle. I can steal your woman. Do you know what I mean? I, 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 have a, I think I have that in me deep down. I have to fight it and All suppress it. Do. All of us yeah, do. You, I, I that's the point. You have to suppress it because otherwise you no, just no. Um, you're a monster, right? No, no, de I definitely it, it's it's ha because you know the older I get, the better looking I get. I start getting this like gray, <laughs> this gray. And all this right, gray all right, Sapelo Mukwena. All right, it's okay. Bravo, Mukwena. This one, this yeah, one, come on. <laughs> Look at this, guys. This right, is, you know what you know you know what you call this? This is called grief. This is called grief, not not aging. It's grief. So, Let me ask you this: you use you use the word respect, and I I'm 
like I've had it up to here with that fucking word. I, I just can't handle it anymore because people don't know what the hell it means. All it means is to look twice. That's all it means. It doesn't mean anything about like how you value someone or you don't value them. You think they're important. You don't think they're important, what their status is, how you perceive yourself in respect to them. It's just to look twice. That's all. Read, again, spec, look. In in Japanese culture, I don't respect or honor you because of you. I respect and honor you because of myself. (laughs) So it's less to do about the other person. It's more to do with me. And do you believe do you believe respect is something that you give everybody automatically or is it something people earn? You earn respect, but the initial greeting and the initial encounter needs to be respectful. Don't you think? Yes. Well, you don't walk up to a random person and start peeing on their shoes. That wouldn't be very good. Nah, but I'll still give you the respect that I, I expect. Because <laughs> once again, it's got to do with me. All right, so how do you how do you show respect? That's a that's an interesting question. You brought this up. I'm just curious about how it all works. No, no I, I repeat, I, I will treat our initial encounter the way I want you for me to treat you, or how, how I want to be treated. That's a form of respect, don't you think? Yeah, that's that's almost more like the golden rule, uh, which which is older than Christianity, but it's the one that Jesus is most famous for, is the do unto others as you would have them do unto you thing, right? So that, Quoting that's, the Bible, Cliff, quoting the no, Bible, 2024. No. What a changed man. <laughs> but that is the golden rule, and the golden rule is ancient. It comes way before Jesus. Uh, and it's, in the, it's in the Bhagavad Gita. It's in Confucius's writings. So yes, uh, love someone else as you would have them love you. Do unto others. But it's a very difficult thing to do because people, it sounds sounds easy. It sounds like, well, that's how you treat the world. The world will treat you. Mm-hmm. It's damn difficult to treat someone nicely when you know that they're a total asshole and that they are horrible to everyone around them. Everything. Else. I, it takes an enormously strong human being to actually do that. Do you always get it right or do you just try to get it right? No, I think, I think out there many people think I'm a puss. And I, I have to just get the perfect balance between that. And I think I'm quite happy with the balance that I have. It can't be too much there. Can't be too much there. You know, Ashley, Ashley Taylor, you know, Ashley Taylor, one of the most talented actors uh, this yep. country's ever had, um, who plays Dolores, which was one of the reasons that he got in trouble a lot. But he always says, Siv, your ego is as big as your heart. He says, the only thing bigger than your ego is your heart. And the, the day that those switch around is the day I'm going to have to reconsider everything. I do believe that I'm, I, I'm, I'm kinder than I am egotistical. Hmm. You, you sort of have to have a little bit of self-belief. And I'm, I'm curious also about this. I didn't want to get into like definitional shit today, but I think a lot of people look up to you because you are such an, an individual, such a unique character. And you really, you know, you, you don't care about other people's preconceived ideas and you make a difference in society and all that shit. And a lot of people go, why? How do you do it? How do you get the self-confidence to do that? So I don't know you that well, but where do you think that confidence comes from? Do you think it comes from the way you were raised or do you think it comes from uh, what you've learned? I was a, a last born of three kids, the first boy, the youngest of a Tosa family. I was told I was great since the day I was born. <laughs> so like, I, I promise you, I'm not even joking. Like, I, I literally, it was not at all. Like I was like, 
you, you see, you get these Kosa men who are arrogant as hell, and you ask yourself, what is it? Because we're absolutely idolized growing up. We're absolutely treated like God's gift to humanity. And then by I the was the women, youngest. By the women of your family, right? Yes. Then I was the youngest. Mm. Then I was the only boy. So my whole family was like, yeah, carry on our name. Ah! <laughs> so then when you go into the real world, when people tell you how amazing you are, in my head, I go, obviously. So like, <laughs> interesting thing, but no jokes, no jokes. But my grandfather, I used to go every single weekend to my grandmother and my grandfather's house. Now, my grandmother was my mom's side, very mm -hmm. disciplinarian, quite hectic. My mom used to right. drop me there. Then I used to walk immediately, 10 minutes to my grandfather's house, my dad's side. Mm -hmm. There, I used to sit down like a king. My grandfather used to serve me, and I used to be like a god. And then when my, my mom would face me on a Sunday, <laughs> face me on a Sunday, and then my, I would overhear my grandfather saying to my mom, wow, he's so special. He's amazing. Like this boy is just, and that's, and that's what I got every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now when they're attacking me online, they're telling me how shit I am, in my brain, I'm like, but I'm amazing. And then when they tell me how great I am, in my brain, I'm like, obviously. You know what I mean? So, uh, but joke, that's exactly what I got as a, a young Tosa boy. So when you ever meet a Tosa boy, Tosa man, and you, you, uh, it comes from like this, this thing that we're always brought up. We go to the bush, we learn these things, and we're told how amazing you are, that do things for you, and all these things. And like, yeah, my, my sister, my, my elder sister, she's like 13 years older than me. I'm 13 years older than me, 14 years older than me. She used to say when I was growing up, wow, we used to hate you as a kid because we <laughs> knew you were different and we knew everyone treats you differently. And now she's yeah. my PA, my sister, my older sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think there's also something about like the women in any family that they always, if there's one guy, they make him feel like he's the king of the world, right? And everything yeah. happens for him and... I think yeah. that's that's a part of it. So Sanella says in the comments, uh, Siv is spitting facts. I can totally relate. I'm also Kasa last born. So there we go. Yeah, bruh. Yo. Like, let me tell you, my in, in my mother's will, she wrote, not a will, but next to her bed, she had this like file. And she always told us, when I die, open this file. Mm -hmm. And at the bottom, she wrote, my baby, I know it's going to be hard, but be strong. You're the man of the family now. I love you. Actually, wrote to the bottom like a little message, just going in her handwriting, going, "I know this is going to be difficult." But when my mother died, everyone was around me, going, "Oh my God, what's going to happen?" And my sisters were like, "Oh my goodness, are you okay? Every day, are you fine? Like, don't kill yourself like that." Because we had like a, I was the, uh, my, the, my nickname is Mavui, which means mm. mom is happy. You know what I mean? Right. When I was born. So it is interesting. I mean, you're the first to admit because I remember we spoke to you <clears throat> after it happened, and and you were mm. you were brittle, dude. I mean, you were quite fragile about the whole thing. I'm As still brittle. Yeah, of course. I I was with uh, someone last night, uh, well, yesterday during the day, because uh, their mom died uh, on Saturday last week, and and she's she's in her, you know, she's not young, and she's a tough woman. This, and she looked at me and she said, you know what? You think you you think you're prepared for it, and you think you can handle it, and you can't, and you are not, and and she and tears came into her eyes, and I thought, you know what? It's a good thing for us all to remember, and, and 
you said something to me when we spoke to you on the show after your mama died and you said, spend every minute you can with them. Um, let them know how much you love them. All of that shit, because it can be over like this. I'll never forget you saying that. And I actually spent an enormous amount of time after I continued to with my parents. Cause you don't know how long you got them for, right? Cause this is my mother. Let me tell you guys, this is my mother has absolutely fucking destroyed me. Like, like I must be, like I had a, I had a motorbike accident about two three months ago, and I remember as I'm about to drive in this car, this woman drove in front of me. I remember thinking, "Cool, let's go. I'm happy. I'm ready." Kind of a thing. Ah, wow. but the instinct took over. Instinct took over. But I know I've always been I've always been quite a I do dangerous things, but there definitely is an extra level of I don't care if I die. Um, it's it's oh. just too painful. I'm fine, right? And then people are like, "Oh, he's suicidal." I'm like, "No, I'm not suicidal. If I could yeah. have a, a you know, uh, if I could pick, I wouldn't die now, right? But mm-hmm. I can tell people that the pain is so rife that you do want it to stop, and I, that's why I can see why people go to drugs, they go to alcohol. I can see, I can see why. I've never done alcohol, never done drugs, but I know I can see why people try and fill the gaps with alcohol and drugs. I think for me, I I definitely try to fill it with a lot of sex. I remember in the early days, ooh, I like to pump, and and, and I couldn't understand why I wanted to pump so much, and I wanted to pump and I wanted to pump some more, and yeah. then and I realized I just wanted the pain to go away, and when I'm pumping. It definitely takes the pain away. But then even during it, you're like, why am I pumping? My mother's dead. You know what I mean? Oh, um, my God. Sorry. Jesus, dude. Yeah, you, you would be a psychologist nightmare. I mean, you keep them busy for the rest of the, uh, the millennium. Um, somebody says here, Theron says in the comments, I love what Siv did for the Christmas period. You went away to Cambodia. Is that right? Yes, Ooh. it was amazing. Tell me about Cambodia. I know nothing about it. So let me tell you what I did when I Cambodia. I had a backpack on, a dirty, mm-hmm. dirty backpack. I packed like a few <laughs> clothes, and then I just jumped. I was in backpackers, no hotels. Sure. I would share backpackers. I would be in backpackers, a room of twelve with eleven women and me. Like it was like Emmanuel. It felt like Emmanuel. You know what I mean? You know those. You know that <laughs> sex full? It felt like that. You know what I mean? And then like I'll travel. It would force me to meet people. I would plan day by day. I would meet a woman at a waterfall. And she'd be like, oh, good to meet you. Would go that way. And I've never met her before. But go that way. I met a guy there. I met a, at one stage, there was a topic I don't want to get into, but I need to mention it. At one stage, I had dinner with a Palestinian man and an Israeli man at the dinner table. We're eating dinner. We're laughing. (laughs) They're drinking. We're having a flipping great time. And they would, you know, just like it's like, where would you ever see this? You know what I mean? Um, I was like, it just was an amazing place. I, I recommend everyone to go once. Um, the pyramids, another pyramids, the temples will blow your mind. It's so <clears throat> affordable. The people are beautiful, but it always makes me wonder. We love to blame. We like to blame poverty for our high crime rate. We love to blame poverty. Sure. Guys, these people are poorer than we could ever be. Just in 1970, uh, 1975, they had three years where they lost three million people that were killed by a leader, a genocide that you will not believe. I use the G word, yes. They yes. weren't shot. They used, they cut their throats, used hammers. It was a vile, crazy place. But the people, 
left mm-hmm. my cell phone at the shop, left it for like 20 minutes by accident, got back, it's lying exactly where I left it. And they looked at me like, why are you, why are you, why are you, why are you so anxious? That no one is going to steal it. So I want to find where our crime comes from because we love to blame poverty, but they're poorer than us, way poorer than us. Just, you know, 25, 30, 40 years ago, they had a genocide of 25% of their country being murdered and, and mutilated. Um, and they just, that's, just an, the, that's, an, that's an amazing observation. Uh, if you get to figure out what it is about us, that because this country we do have, we got like such a weird attitude to some things. In in some ways, we've got what the Cambodians don't have, I think, because we've got a sense of humor about ourselves. I don't think we take mm. ourselves super seriously. Mm. South Africans will turn anything into a joke, and I've always thought that that's very healthy. That's a good thing about us. But we carry a lot of bullshit that we don't have to. And we, for some reason, for some reason, I just don't think we get the idea of respecting other people. We're using that word again respecting other people's stuff like i've seen i've seen people poor people stealing from other poor people and i'm like why would you do that you know yeah. uh, i'm not saying it's better to steal from the rich it's better not to steal full stop yes. but when you see a poor person like i remember i'll never forget in cape town <laughs> there was this guy this homeless dude it was during the day i was walking around uh like tourist vibes right i was walking I saw a homeless person passed out. He had, he had peed because his dick was still out of his pants and there was a stream of pee down the street. A homeless guy passed out on the street, right? And another homeless guy came up, put his hand in this passed out homeless guy's pocket, took out his bank card and walked away. I was like, wow, that's, that's, oh. that's bad. <laughs> that's really bad. I thought you were going to say he started jerking him off. I was like, I thought there was like a happy ending to the story. <laughs> Now he's telling me he's his bank card. I thought that's like a happy ending with like ejaculate all over him. Well, since you live in Cape Town and, and, and you often are, you know, you get into so much shit for saying what you think politically and you, you've stood with this party, with that party, you stand with this politician, you don't, you say things about this one and a lot of these politicians hate you because uh, you just say exactly what they don't want anyone to be saying, especially if you are... Uh, especially if you're a black man, you can't say some of this stuff, right? Because what are you? A lot you, of them are in my DMs, though. A lot of them are in my DMs really? wanting to have lunch, really? wanting to have lunch, chatting, meeting at hotels, offering me money to keep quiet for the Algoa deal, to be the face of it, giving me money to keep oh, quiet wow. on the posting list. Buddy, really? people, oh man, I've had meetings. I'm not mentioning names, but meetings, uh, offering <laughs> me money, offering me trips. Offering me uh, deals, BEE deals, uh, to be able to, and, and then at the end, I'm like, what must I do? Just post less. Just post wow. less and say less. Jesus, that's incredible. Um, <laughs> are, you don't, you, you, I know you can't mention names, but would you ever go into politics? No, I'm, I'm too non biased to go into politics. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm, I, I see wrong and right. I see wrong and I right. Heard- I heard you are being groomed to be the leader of the Mkonto Asizwe party and Jacob Zuma himself has chosen you. Is that true? Oh, God. Uh, I, I, I literally, I would never be part of a party that has the worst artwork for their emblem. It looks like it, looks like it, was, it, looks like it was drawn in the times. <laughs> so bad. I looked at that logo the other day and I was like, gee... Someone actually said, yeah, I will go with that one. Yeah, you know? we'll go with that one. 
We have so many talented people. I mean, Simpiwe climbs on this thing called Canva, and I've seen her work it. It's like, it's this unbelievable thing. She just like puts together presentations and, <clears throat> and graphics and like she knows how to work this thing and she's brilliant at it, but it's not as if you need to draw yourself or anything, right? Simpiwe, I mean, you just, yeah. there's so many elements that you can bring into something. And you're telling me that the Mkonto Asizwe party didn't even find, like, there's so many talented people in this country who could have come up with a better logo for them. If they'd paid some dude on the street, they could have got better. But it looks like you absolute know, Bad artwork irritates me as much as bad acting in porn does. It just turns me off. <laughs> Just can't handle bad acting in porn. <laughs> that's why I that's why I fast forward to the penetration. Not the oh, I'm at the wrong place. Oh no. I'm so here. Oh no. No. Get to the fucking. So maybe you need to start a new movement. You start a, a movement where porn acting improves, where you, where people actually pay attention to the storyline, where it's yes. not just about the the you know straight the to writing. the porn. Yeah, it's yeah, you, you 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 become the first guy to actually make really theatrical, legit mm -hmm. pornography. I huh? want, I, I want the sounds of you know, you know, when the vagina farts. I want those sounds because you never hear the vagina fart in porn. Oh no, no. the woman being awkward. You know, what I, mean? I need some of that. Well, what can oh. you say? You're an, you're an artist. You're an, you're an aesthete. Look at this. There's the, there's oh, that logo. Look at look. that. Horrible. Yes. Look at look at that. It's horrible. Oh, you, my, you, look at that. Is that is that a pinas or is it a part of a cloth? So bad, <laughs> like dude. Between his legs. So yes, sis. Okay, so what are you up to this year? Do you do New Year's resolutions and things, or do you just? I don't, uh, I don't believe in such bullshit. I think people are so flipping simple-minded. So what do you do? Bullshit. I just carry on. I just carry on. I, I, I think I think twenty twenty four is going to be worse than twenty twenty three, guys. Uh, I think that, I think Cat Williams told us that. I think Japan has faced the beating. I think um, yeah, 2023, yeah. between 2023 and 2024, it didn't change anything in the Middle East. I think uh, ANC is still corrupt. Uh, I think DA is still useless as fuck. Uh, Steen Hazen still hasn't gotten a trick. It's still the same as it was, guys. It still hasn't changed. It still hasn't changed. Um, uh, it's an, an election year. Are you voting? I'm voting. I'm, I'm voting for one man. There's only one man I trust with my bank card and my bank pin. That's Musi Mamani. Musi Mamani. Everyone else can fuck off. Really? Promise Shit. you. For me, I'm biased. I'm absolutely biased. I'm biased as fuck. He's a great, 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 great friend. I talk to him every single day. Take his kids to the movies. I, I, I hang out with his family. I'm, I chat to his wife often. Um, the only man I trust with my bank account, he emceed my mother's funeral. I trust him with that. The, the worst day of my life, he was there. Um, when my mother died, he was my, my first call, my second call. Um, my greatest friend and my uh, greatest con one of my greatest confidants wow. and uh, people I really, really believe in. And, and, and for me, will he win? No. He won't win the whole thing. But um, will he get, uh, I want him to have as many seats as possible and I want him to be in the mix. I, I think you've just given him a better endorsement than he could ever give himself because I actually, I, I really think you have some very smart opinions about things. And I've never really, like I, I like Musi, but I always thought he was super shallow. And shallow. I didn't really, yeah, I never really took him seriously. I always thought he was like, 
You know, because the DA made it look like he was window dressing. And then when he well, started this, you spoke to him. Have you had him on the show? I had him, I had him on the show last year. Um, and I just, I, I also feel like with politicians, it's very difficult for me to, to believe anything they say. So, I mean, when you talk about him as your friend, that's like a good endorsement. Don't, you don't have to gild the lily. I'm not expecting you to sell him to me. But no, 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 no. It's yeah. It, it, I, like I, apart from for me, I think Musi is a humanitarian more than he's a politician, right? Um, and well, that, doesn't, I, that doesn't impress me at all. I, I think the world's full of people who mean well. It doesn't mean yeah. a damn thing. I, 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 and for me, people are like, oh, blah, 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 and I'm like, there's no one who I trust more. And I, like, I, I'm not even, I'm, I'm not, I'm not selling. I'm, there's not a, I, I haven't mentioned his party. I've mentioned nothing. I mean, him as a man, I trust with my life. Um, would I trust Julius Malema with my bank card? I wouldn't trust Julius Malema with the key to my car. I wouldn't trust Julius Malema to keep the, the condom that I'm about to use tonight because I don't trust he won't put a hole in it. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so the elections, you're going to go, you're going to go vote for, for Musi. And listen, one thing he did, I will give credit where credit's due, is he did change the, the law in this country. He, he made it possible for individual candidates to be elected, and I think that's terrific because independents should be able to stand it shouldn't just be parties so we owe him that and i think that will forever be written to the history books as one of his, Who are you his, voting his i honestly cannot tell you yet i'm doing all these interviews at the moment and i'm looking it's definitely going to be an opposition party i'm not voting for the anc um i i just i've been burnt right so i was i voted for cope once what a waste of time mm, that was always. No, but you you can laugh at me now, but I really believed I, I drank the Kool-Aid. It was when Mosiwa Lekota and Mbazima Shiloa were running together and they were like, this is a party for the future. It's not a white party. It's not a black party. There's going to be South Africa. And it was, you know, the, early, the late 90s, early 2000s. And I was like, good, this is something new. We got to go with something new. All these old guys don't know what they're doing. And they just, they fucked it up so royally. And then I watched, um, I watched the, the formation of all these other parties. Do you remember when Mampela Rampele was around? Uh, another the kiss. Her? Yes. The kiss. That kiss. The kiss with Helen Zilla. I mean, that was this, outrageous. And they said you could, they said you could never trust that she was a side to Steve Biko. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, I don't. Know. Side, a side um, to the Steve Biko. <laughs> I will say, because you, you attacked the DA just now and said they're useless, but I must tell you, Cape Town looks fantastic compared you know, to the rest of the I'm country. in a conundrum. I'm is, in a conundrum. Cape Town, is, Cape Town runs like a well-oiled machine. Streets are clean. People, people just, they have self-respect there. I know that there are a bunch of homeless people, but that's true for every city in the world. It's I'm just in a conundrum. Few. I say DA is useless. When I say DA is useless, I mean they're useless in, in things... The things that they do, their own goals, the, all the things that they do, yes. But my look at my city. My city is beautiful. Mm. While mm. taken care of. That's the conundrum. I don't want them to rule nationally. But in the Western Cape, can we just keep them here? That's, we just want them here. So, so what you're basically saying is, is screw the rest of the country. You don't care about us as long as your neighborhood's nice. Yes, but you guys vote for the ANC. We don't, we don't force you to vote for the ANC. 
We don't, we don't force people to. People, don't. you get the party you deserve. <laughs> well, now you want to you want to vote for someone else nationally, but you'll vote for the DA locally. I didn't say that. <laughs> mm, sounded like DA it. are doing a good. Job. It sounded like it. Yeah, Simpi and I took notes. <laughs> I will vote for Musi Mamani in everything I do. No one. I do my, think, no, hang on. I I don't want to waste like good time with you talking about politics because we can do that all year long. And I'm sure there'll be chance to do that. But it's it's just, I really think like we've got to take ourselves seriously this year. It's a year for decisions. And I'm not big on New Year's resolutions either. But all over the world, you know that 50% or more of the world's population will be voting this year. <laughs> India, Russia, um, the US, South Africa, a bunch of countries are all going to the polls. And it's going to be enormous. So there could be a chance for us to actually finally get leaders instead of just shitty politicians. Do you think real leaders exist? Hey, Siv? I think the person who wants to be the leader the most shouldn't be the leader. Yes. Uh, that's a problem though, hey? So where do you, what do you choose from then? The shitty people who don't want to be leaders? Who are all like trying not to be responsible for stuff? I said 10 minutes ago, there's only one man I'm willing to give my bank card and my bank pin to. And I'll trust Musi, with my life. Musi, my money. So someone says here in the comment, um, Siv, this is Sanele, you even have an identical haircut to Mamusi. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, 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 that, that guy said some interesting things earlier. Now he's talking cuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Siv, I want to start a one policy party called the Shambok Party. A Shambok in every hand, a Shambok in every home. Congress are you Zulu? Like, wait, what? Wow. <laughs> I can't even spell Shambok. It's too Zulu. It's a very Zulu yeah. thing, that yeah. one. Bring it this side. Like, um, <laughs> I can endorse this Shambok now and again, you know? So, uh, yeah. You know what, going to run for Shambok party. You know what, I would put money in education, money in the police department, cut out the corruption, Make our make the politicians less of them and flipping in parliament. Make less of them. I, I would just do such simple things, man. I just don't understand. I would make sanitary pads free uh, to the to the eight million who can't afford. Um, I just I don't. I would do I would do very simple things that I think are, are no brainers. Okay, but what? So let's just again before we start blaming politicians for everything. We've got a lot of problems in this country that have nothing to do with our politicians. And you mentioned Cambodia earlier, and you said like the funny thing is that Cambodians do not steal. Like they don't steal. I didn't say I didn't say they don't steal. Just Maybe they. My experiences. Your my phone experience wasn't stolen. But they wasn't they, stolen. They, they, I never okay, felt so, unsafe. I so left what all my shit everywhere. All right, so what do you think the worst things about us are that are not the government's fault, that are our fault as people? I, I, I do think we lack accountability. Uh, I, I, I do miss... Listen, when I grew up, if you did something down the road, you get fucked up. You mm -hmm. pay the price. You mm -hmm. pay the price, and occasionally there'll be some collateral damage here and there. They might get the wrong guy, but, you know, you know, shit happens. Um... <laughs> But I do think people who, who cause cuck must know that there's a price to pay. Uh, and yeah, man, I, 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 let me tell you something, Cliff. The ambulance to my mother's house when she was having issues was three hours late. Three hours. 
when mm-hmm. I called them, you know what he said? He said, I know who you are. I hope you complain because usually they are 24 hours late. Right? Huh? Oof. Huh? That's outrageous. And the, the guy on the other side was like, hey, I know it's you, Sivangesi. Please complain because usually they're 24 hours late. That can't be normal. That can't be a normality in our country. Um, and that's in Dieville. That was in Pylons. Willy-nilly Pylons. Mm. So those things for me should be fixed. But there are things that are not government, uh, government involved. I think the private sector should get involved as much as possible. I think, yeah. like, here's another thing about Cape Town. People love to give DA all the credit. But I can tell you one thing. If a citizen walks past here and sees a piece of paper, they're picking it up. Right? Yeah. If we see right. someone throwing something out of the out of the car, we're going after them. We're going after them. How could you? And this is disgusting. Yeah. Take your number plate. We'll share it. Right. There is a pride that we have in Cape. There's a pride. In yes. Joburg, you guys are only proud of how friendly you are, how less racist you are when Pretoria's around the corner where they fucking breed fucking racists. You guys Bullshit, fuck you. Pretoria doesn't breed racists. Pretoria is oh. fantastic. And let oh, me tell you something. Why do you think deep, the president is to stay here? Hey, deep. We all know there's a nice side of Pretoria and there's a side where they use K-word, K-word every second. How, word. Much, Please, time, how, much, time, how much time have you spent in Pretoria? I, I mean, I can attack Cape Town all morning with you, but I'm not going to. I gave, I gave Cape Town compliments. I just told you how nice that it is. You, you, guys attack like to, you guys like to talk about Pretoria, just the section next, what's it called, where the shows are. You like to attack, you like to Pretoria, but... I've gone, I've gone far into Pretoria to go get biltong in places that <laughs> look like they're having. Oh, you you went and got the best biltong. It has the best the one. The best biltong. <laughs> the best biltong where the where the Afrikaans girls mm. have great legs. The Malva pudding is very liquor. Yeah. And the biltong was so nice. You want to you want to forgive them for a part date. So don't tell them about Pretoria. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, dude. When are you going to be in Joburg? Are you ever coming up here or do you, I'm, you try to... I'm in Joburg all of Feb. I'm shooting a Netflix TV series. All right. Pop into the studio. We'll have you uh, come and entertain us for another morning. I love that. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Don't be cuck. Be lecker. Don't be cuck. Be lecker. And Cliff, right. I would love yes, to sir. come sit in that... Uh, get, get a bit of whiteness in that room with you. <laughs> I'll do the studio uh, when you come in. Don't worry. Oh, please. Listen, oh, please. Thank you, please, I want to be in the study. <laughs> I, I, I love having you on the show. You always make me smile. You always make me happy. You remind me why, you know, South Africa is a good place. So keep doing that. Thanks so much, Oms. Have a good one. You too. Uh, b- before I go, yep. they're going to say that yes. this episode, we didn't let the woman talk enough. Am I- well, <laughs> you know what it is? Simpua owned the whole of the first hour, so don't feel bad. Okay. Uh, t- t- if anyone, if anyone's complaining, I own a sanitary pad uh, charity. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you cover your ass. Exactly. There we go. All right, Simpua, thank you. We will see you tomorrow. Well, not tomorrow, Monday. Yes. Um, we've got a show Monday morning, 6 o'clock. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Be good. Cheers. Bye-bye.